This podcast is brought to you by On Track Studio. Welcome to another episode of the Don't Sweat It podcast. Today we do chat all things how to change your life in a year. I give you lots of different tips and tricks that I have learned from my growing up my adolescence and um, into my adulthood that has completely shifted the way I am and how I act now. We've got three different pillars, which will be health, career and business, and also relationships and friendships. And I am so excited for you to hear this episode. Hello, everyone. Happy, happy week to you. This is a another episode where you get me. I hope you enjoyed the last episode of me and Soph talking. Sophie, welcome in. How are you? I'm good. How are you going? Great. She's just going to be in the background. You know her chiming in whenever she wants. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> um, so I'll give you a little rundown of my week. My week actually has been chaotic. I was just talking off air. It's been mayhem, like these last couple of weeks have been mayhem. On Saturday, I did have a couple of drinks, which meant that on Sunday I was a little bit hungover, which was not ideal. No one really likes being hungover, and if you do, I need to know because you're a psycho. Um, I feel, yeah, I definitely wasted my Sunday, which is not ideal, um, and I watched all three Fifty Shades of Grey movies, so can't recommend, wouldn't recommend completely, but it was, it was good enough for me because I was hungover. So that's that. Um, and then moving into the week, I do have, um, some amazing girls that I will be coaching for the next six weeks, um, which is called booty club. You may have seen it. You may not have, but anyway, we have, um, 20 girls that will be, uh, I'll be coaching, which is so exciting. I like literally love these girls already so much. And we haven't even started. We start on Monday. So I've been just getting their programs ready, getting them, um, access to the app. It's a lengthy start process, but then, um, when we're going, we are absolutely on that's been happening in my week. Um, I have trained a lot of face-to-face clients as well and, um, that's pretty much it. I don't know. What else have I been doing? I try and think every single time I'm in the, um, podcasting studio and I really don't know all that much. I have been trying really hard to drink all my water. So lots and lots of water, but I must admit I've not been 100% this week. My drink bottle keeps going missing and then I forget to drink my water. So if anyone uh, knows that feeling, then I, I feel for you. So let's just get into it. Today, I wanted to discuss some things that I feel like has really helped me over the last like couple of years, kind of before I launched the Sweat Club. Um, I'll give you a bit of a backstory before we kind of go into it. But this episode will be based around kind of like different pillars in my life that I kind of changed um, that can help you kind of change your life. So background story, I started, so before I, after I graduated from school, I was like a typical 18, 19 year old who just loved kind of partying on the weekends, um, wasting her weekends, probably being hungover. And then like during the week, I just had a uh, like a retail job. Um, and then I was also studying at uni. So for anyone that does study at uni or, 
or was studying uni when they were like 18, 19, um, will understand the, I guess, feels with like actually going to classes, getting, going to your tutes, um, and like <laughs> trying to find some sort of accountability. Um, if you were like a straight A student, then hats off to you, but I so was not. So for me, like my friends were really important and like drinking was kind of really important as well. So I, um, when I started or after I kind of decided to get my, um, self together, I was like, right, Emily, you need to join a gym. So I started to, um, join like just a 24 hour gym and I like just literally had no idea what I was doing. Like I would go to the gym and I would walk on the treadmill for like, honest to God, it would have been about like 20 minutes, not long at all. And, um, then I'd probably post a selfie or I'd take a selfie, post it on Instagram. And, um, that was my gym done for me for the day. And like, to be honest, I like didn't ever really feel the benefits of, um, training or working out. Like people that I knew were, or like even, okay, let's say someone I followed on Instagram were like, you know, the benefits of working out is so amazing, whatever, whatever. And I was like, mm like not addicted to it, but I wanted to be that person that was like fully addicted to fit or not addicted, but I wanted to be like obsessed and I love training and I loved moving my body and like loved getting sweaty. Well, that just, to be honest, wasn't really me. Um, like I used to play sport in school and I also used to play sport when I finished school. But again, like, I don't know, priorities kind of shifted and I was like, oh, sport's not that important to me. Um, and then, yeah, I was like, surely this has got to be, there's got to be something better, got to be something better around. And when, um, well, actually some of you probably won't believe it, but I used to be quite a negative person, like negative thinker, let's say I wouldn't be like this old grouchy fucking man on the, on the sidewalk screaming at kids, but I would be quite a negative thinker, like worst case scenarios. Um, and, kind of like if anyone had anything good going on around me, I would just like, I guess it's like sad to think about really, but I'm glad that I have changed completely. But I guess like hearing anyone's achievements would kind of like make me a bit angry or a bit like maybe jealous would be probably the word. Um, And so like that used to be me. So if you feel somewhat similar, um, if you feel like you're a little bit lost at war, like where you're at, what you're doing. And if you do want to start making a change for yourself, then I've got so many awesome pointers that actually helped me throughout my journey. Um, my, I remember my partner like saying, like he's definitely someone who is a glass half full kind of guy. He loves finding the good in everything. And I was, it used to actually really frustrate me. Like I used to be frustrated about that. Like, why can't you just be on my side and be like in my little pit of sadness and angriness? Um, And I'm so glad that he never came over to the dark side because he really showed me ways in which that like I can help myself be happier and um, I can see things in a different light. And I've got some tips. I've got, I've got different categories. So I've got three different categories that I really, really worked hard towards in trying to change my life. One is health, one is career and business, and one is relationships and friendships. So um, 
if you want to change, if you want to start to change your life, if you genuinely have this um, urge to start being better and doing better in your life, then these please take something from this. Um, I feel very strongly um, with these dot points that I have for you. And I, I really want you to take something away from this. Like even if it's super small, I want to see you implementing these into your life because I, like I said, I just, I could, there was just so many amazing things that I had going on in my life, but I was just a bit blind to actually see them. Okay. Let's get into the health topic. Number one is get more sleep. I cannot tell you how many times, um, a week that I would be going to bed at midnight, maybe 1am, like literally just watching makeup videos, I swear. Um, and then waking up at like 9, 10am. That's if I didn't like have to work. Um, and I'm sorry, but I, that for me, that just doesn't work. I felt very groggy every time I would wake up. Um, I know that like I would be very unmotivated. It would be super unmotivating to get up at 10 p- uh, sorry, 10 a.m. and get on with my day. Um, and I guess most people don't really realize this that sleep is the keystone of health. Like when we are sleep deprived, it's really hard to eat well and have the energy to exercise. It's hard to think straight. It's hard to say, uh, sorry, to stay in a good mood. It's hard to have a positive outlook on life when you are so tired. So if you are only getting like four or five hours of sleep, it's time to actually prioritize your sleep. Um, it's something that gets overlooked a lot, a lot. Like some of my clients, like, why aren't I losing body fat? It's like, well, how many, honestly, how many hours of sleep are you getting? They might say four hours of sleep. And I'm like, this doesn't want to, we don't want to stick to our meal plan when we have four hours of sleep. We want the greasiest looking burger that we could possibly have because of that. And, you know, it's not to say that we're going to have days where we do have shitty sleeps and we do get waking up, uh, woken up by kids or woken up by something, or we just can't, we, we, you know, we might need to work late, whatever it is, but you really, really should be looking at prioritizing sleep 100%. And if that means that you have to give up your one hour of um, TV time, then I'm sorry, but that has to happen. Like you, you need to, you need to actually look at the benefits of sleep. You could research it. You could literally Google it. And there is so many documents on why sleep is not only important for like our um, rest and repair, like in our body, but mentally our body need, like we, again, the reason why you're grumpy because um, you haven't slept is because you haven't had enough time to repair your body and rest your body and your mind. Like we have however many thousands of thoughts a day and um, that shit gets tiring. So you need to really, really put that emphasis on sleep. And that thing, if you start prioritizing sleep, you are going to have a much better week. And I dare you, this is a challenge to you. I dare you to try and get seven to eight hours of sleep, um, a good nighttime routine. And then let me know next week. If you do it for a whole week, let me know how you're feeling. Cool. Well, the next one is to start exercising to feel good rather than trying to lose weight. Um, I remember back in my heyday of like kind of before I educated myself on health and fitness that I really 
kind of the always the thing was to do was just to lose weight. Like I think anyone thinks that. Like anyone thinks that they are meant to lose weight every single time they train and that's just the the goal for the rest of your life. Like if you've ever thought about um, why you train, I mean, majority would say, yeah, it's to lose weight, to look good. And, and, um, that, that is really good. Like to look good and feel good is really great. But like, let's start shifting our mindset and thinking, I want to start, um, exercising to feel good. Like I want to, I want those endorphins. I want to feel like I can, you know, I go on with my day or I can, um, rest at night. You need to make sure that you are shifting that mindset because there's nothing worse than if you don't lose body fat, if you don't lose weight, you give up. And that's how we give up is because you, you're you not seeing results. But the results are there and you see the results by feeling better. You have a better mood, especially if you're combining getting more sleep and exercising to feel good and um, actually realizing the benefits of exercise. And you've got yourself a fucking awesome combo. And um, yeah, I think that's something that we all need to kind of start to think about. We really make sure like that you're not, I don't know, talking badly about yourself either. So like if you you have self-hate um, or if you say like mean things to yourself as well, well, that's not going to be any better. Um, and yeah, you really need to make sure that you are getting in to exercise because you love it and that kind of brings me to another point is make sure that you are exercising um, for what you want to do. So like if you hate strength training, but you love Pilates, but you think the only reason how you can um, you know, feel good within your body is to strength train, then that's bullshit. And I don't know who told you that. You should find something that works for you. If you want to play squash three times a week, then awesome. That's also sick. Like it doesn't matter what movement you're doing as long as you are enjoying it well you're going to stick to that and I've said that actually before in a podcast is that you will stick to something way harder if you love it than if you don't like I don't really know if there's one thing that I've stuck out that I've just been like nah this is absolutely so shit like when will it get better I don't think there is one thing because I just I hate that don't do that if you are hating something and you're like hopefully it will just get better it most likely won't unless you work on it, unless you, you know, change certain things, then it just, it won't. So find something that you really love and start appreciating, um, your body as well. Like start appreciating your body and all that it does for you. That was my next point. Your body is so incredible. And I love telling people this, like your body, every single minute of every single day works so hard for you to stay alive. Like, are you kidding? That's just so special. I'm like that to me, I like have a newfound appreciation every single time I think of that because, you know, no matter, no matter how much shit we put in our body, our body tries so hard to help us and we need to appreciate our body and all that it does for us by fueling our body with good foods, by giving it that rest and repair, by, um, you know, even like stop saying mean things to your own body because it's it's honestly incredible and the more we can start to appreciate the body the happier we're going to be within our body like the more we love our body and what it does for us the happier we're going to be in it truly I I think that 
Um, another one in, I put this in the health pillar is stop scrolling on social media so much. This is something that I still am always conscious of. Um, my business is on social media and you would hate to actually have a look at my screen time. It is like eight hours a day. What's yours, Sophie? I don't want to talk about it. Is it the same? No, it's nowhere near that amount, but it's it's probably around three three hours or so. But I mean, I also work in it, but yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. And like, I, I always try and look, well, I hate looking, but I love looking. It's a bit weird. Um, eight hours is like, that's absurd. That's a whole work day, but I am also on it every single time I'm with my client. I've got my timer and stuff like that on that. So I'm very lucky to not just be using it for the social media, but like our businesses are on social media. So like we have to be on social media. Um, it's different to consume as opposed to like create the content too. But even so, like we're not perfect with like, we're still scrolling. Oh yeah. We all do. Yeah. Like it's, it's not something that we probably ever will not do. Um, but I guess like being more conscious of your like scroll time rather than screen time, because like I can't get rid of my screen time at the moment. There's just not a way that I can, unless I use like my watch or something to use it as a timer. Um, I just don't get rid of it. Um, it's got my clients programs and everything on that. So I just try and limit my scrolling or like social media fun time. I don't know. I feel like it's something that we all need to limit because my head hurts. Like sometimes my head hurts from scrolling on social media and that is just, ugh, that makes me sick. That makes me sick. So yeah, I really feel, feel strongly about those, um, that even just those. So get more sleep, um, exercising to feel good, appreciating your body, scrolling on social media, all of these things we can implement or stop scrolling on social media. All of these things we can implement into our health pillar. If you have others that you want to implement into your health pillar, write these down, like write different pillars. I've got heaps of different pillars than just these three that we're going to talk about today. But um, yeah, you, you can write down your own um, pillars as well. Oh, sorry. And, and your own little subjects inside those. I, you know, it's not one size fits all for anything um, to do with your life. Like it's your life. So choose certain things that are going to be beneficial for you. Like, again, if you were on social media for your work, well, um, you know, you just limit the, the mindless scrolling that you do on social media. Like I am scrolling sometimes on social media to find content or to get ideas or whatever. Like that is something that I'm like, well, I kind of, I don't have to do it, but I want to do it for that exact reason that I kind of get some inspo from someone else or they get inspo from me and we kind of just like can go back and forth on that. Anyway, I'm rambling about social media. My next pillar is career and business. So before, like I said, before I, like I genuinely did not ever think that I would be where I am today. Um, I had no vision to ever be a personal trainer. I had not one um, vision to even think about like health and fitness as being a bit of a, well, I guess my life and my business and it completely is and I love it and I don't know what else I would be doing truly. So I was studying at university. I was studying graphic design and advertising and um, 
even when, so I was working in retail as well at the time. So trying to obviously just get some cash for the weekends. And like, also I remember living like paycheck to paycheck and I remember it being so hard to live paycheck to paycheck. Like I would be scrambling for like, I wasn't, I wouldn't say I was broke, but, um, I'd be scrambling for the, you know, those last couple of days before your pay goes in those feels of just like, all right, well, I've got $20 today, $20 the next day and $20 the day after that to survive. And then I get paid again to do it all again, like spend all my money. And I was like, I actually vividly remember being like, this cannot be like the life. I remember my dad talking to me about one of his employees that was living paycheck to paycheck. And he was like, you know, somewhat very off it being like, how can you, you know, you get paid this amount of money um, every week or every fortnight and you can't, you know, you can't hold on to it. Um, and I just couldn't, I used to ask my mom for uh, money quite a lot when I was younger. Like when I first moved out of home, <clears throat> I started asking mum, you know, just every time I kind of got a bit stuck, every time I wanted my hair done, every time I, maybe I wanted to go out and I had no money of my own. So, you know, I would ring mom and be like, Hey mom, can you help me out? And I felt like a piece of shit. Basically by the end of it, I was like, actually had a few hard words to myself and was like, right this year, it was like a, I can't even remember what year it was, maybe 20, maybe 2015. But I remember, it was like New Year's and, it, you know, you do your New Year's resolution and you're like, okay, what, what's going to be my New Year's resolution? Well, mine was I will not ask mum for money the whole year. I was like, that was my goal, like the year. I was like, I'll be able to last the year. And since that day, I have not asked my mum for money. So, yeah, you. Um, and, yeah, it was that, that then and there that I was like, right, Emily, this is, this is your time to change whatever needs to change in your uh, life to be able to um, have your own money, be accountable and be responsible for your own money. Um, and yeah, I think when I was starting in my new job, which was the receptionist at my gym, I um, yeah, was doing big hours there. So I was getting paid a little bit more than my retail job. Um, and then, yeah, I kind of figured out that this was like a bit of my, well, this was definitely my passion to be in health and fitness. And I like ended up becoming absolutely obsessed and learning absolutely everything it was to do with health and fitness. And, um, then I had that like little epiphany moment. And, um, this is my first little tip in, this pillar of career and business is define your vision. Like, what is it that you actually want? I didn't know I wanted this, but when I started figuring out that, okay, this is something that could be a little bit more than just a job, like a receptionist job, I could actually make a bit of a career of this. And when I was like, okay, I'm actually becoming more and more obsessed. I was like, okay, how can I make this my career? And so finding that, having that clear vision and sorry, but I say this all the time. You don't have to own a business to only like be successful. You can work in any corporation, in any job and still have a vision. 
Like just, I really want you to know that if you are a nurse, you can have a vision to be better and better in that career or in that job. Um, If you worked in a fish and chip store, same deal. You could work all the way up to management. That might be exactly what you want to do. Find your vision, find what it is that you want. When you have got that vision, when you know um, that this is exactly what you want for now, then you need to come up with some goals. Now, I want a four-week plan. I want a one-year plan. I want a five-year plan. Like I want it all. Find that, find those goals. Um, you know, for me, it was, I. so my goal at the start of my um, PT journey was that I wanted to get 20 clients um, a week. So 20 clients a week, that was my major goal. And that was my goal for the year. I was like, right, I'm setting myself a goal for this year. When I first started, I'm going to hit 20 clients. Now, because I set myself that goal, every single time that a client, a new client would come up, I would work above and beyond to make sure that that client or that prospect client would become my client. And I smashed that goal and some within like the first three to four months, um, But if I didn't have that goal, I honestly would have probably just kind of kept pottering. You know, if someone kind of came in and was like, I want to train with you, you know, I wouldn't have that, I wouldn't have that drive and that passion to be like, yes, okay, I want you too. Like, I want you to be my client. I want to help you. Um, And when you start having these goals, so after 20, it became 30. After 30, it became 40. After 40, it it became 60. And then I got 60 and then I was definitely overworked. So I found out my limits um, as well. So you know, when you, when you hit these goals, it might be too much. You might've gone, wow, I pushed it a little bit too hard. Um, And if that is the case, we, we reevaluate the goals. So find, find your goals for the next four weeks that you want to achieve in the next four weeks, find your goals for the next year, find your goals for the next five years. And I think so many of us struggle with one year and five year plans, because guess what? We can never see, like we don't get to see our future. So we find that like, if we're just chipping away, chipping away, that we can't see that immediate, um, what's the word? The immediate validation. Yeah. Validation or gratification. So like if we don't get this, then it's like, well, if I don't see that instant reward, then what's the point? Or we just kind of forget about it. And I do it too. Like I do this so often and I really have to keep reminding myself, like, are you doing this for yourself right now? Or are you doing this for a year's time, Emily, or five years time? Like, I think we forget that we are going to continue to grow older and we are going to continue to move further in our life um, and, you know, stop sitting on, stop sitting on maybes and like, I will soon and start actioning exactly what it is that you want. Where do you see yourself in the next 10 years? Like, I, it's kind of a scary thought, I guess. Um, seeing yourself in 10 years time, that would mean I am 35 and like that yeah that scares me because I'm like I don't know specifically where I'm going to be I don't because I can't predict the future but like I know where I want to be and I am working my absolute butt off to make sure that I can get there Um, and it might look different by the end of the 10 years um, or when the 10 years comes it may look different and things shift don't forget that things shift um 
things change, plans change, your mind does change and you might want something else. And that is a-okay too. Um, but instead of being like, oh, well, it's probably going to change anyway. Like, fuck it. I just won't do anything and wait for the time to come. Um, is not a good approach to this situation at all. So start planning. What do I want in a year? What do I want in five years? You might not know what you want in 10 years. That's fine too. Find, do small, start small, and then go a little bit bigger, go a little bit bigger. Because guess what? A year is going to come around. Like how many times have we said our um, yearly resolution, like our new year's resolution. And then by the end of the year, we're like, fuck, that's gone pretty quick. Whoops. I haven't actually done anything to do with my new year's resolution. Time flies. So start actioning things that you know that you can do every single day or every month or every week that will get you further or sorry, will get you closer to your goal, to your end goal. Um, another thing that I really loved to do, um, when I first kind of started out is I wrote down what, what it would take me to get my dream life. Um, and it is a lot, (laughs) um, but I'm prepared because I know what it takes to get what I want. Um, and it takes hard work. It's not gonna, it's not gonna be easy. And, um, yeah, I think it's quite easy to, fall off the bandwagon when we don't see again, those instant um, results, that instant gratification of like, you're doing a great job. Um, but like, if you want, if you have a passion for what you're doing and if you have a, a clear, concise, I know where I want to be in five years time, I might want to own a house. I might want to have a brand new car. I, um, might just want to be, I don't even know. I've got no, I've got no example left. Um, but yeah, like learning, learning to not manifest cause I don't want to go full woo woo, but I do love a good manifest vibe. Um, learning to like manifest what your dream life is and how you can achieve it. I don't know. I just feel like a lot of the time I'm pushing a lot of people to be the best that they can be. Cause I'm like, I can see this in you. I know you can do this, but you like, I can't do anything else for you, but tell you that you can do it. Like you have to make the the push and the first step. Actually, I've got a really nice story that I want to share. I had a client who was doing nursing, um, at university and, um, although she was loving it, like she wasn't 100% passionate and I get, uh, little message from her saying, Emily, you have inspired me to completely have a shift in, um, uni degrees. And so from going, going from nursing, she's now moved over to a completely separate degree. And, um, it's something that she was so scared of. And we, we had spoken about this a lot and, you know, I just, I explained to her, like, imagine, when you grow old, like you being like, damn, what if I had have just taken that leap of faith and actually gone and done what it is that I was really passionate about? Like we, we have a passion for a reason. If you don't have a passion, um, you need to say yes to more things. Like if you don't have a passion, it's time to start getting yourself out there, get out of your comfort zone and start trying new things. This is still business and, and career related, start saying yes to opportunities. I have seen the most amazing rewards, um, especially over the last 12 months of me just saying, yeah, I'm sure. Like, I'd love to come in for a meeting. I'd love to have a chat with you. 
Yeah. Um, and like I have said this before as well, and I say this a lot, it doesn't mean that this opportunity is going to be that like dream opportunity that you get, but those small little meetings that you have might turn eventually into something huge five years down the track. So if you meet someone now, and this is what I really love that this is why I love networking and meeting so many different people is, um, because you know, two years down the track, I might think of, um, an idea and I've spoken to someone, I've met someone, I've, um, you know, I'm now good friends with this person. And then they're like, yes, love it. Let's do this in two years time. Um, and you just need to start saying yes to more opportunities. It like excites me to say yes to things. I don't care if it's shit, um, at that time, like as in, if let's say someone, well, I, I I actually said it the other week. I remember now um, when I said yes to being a receptionist, I was cleaning toilets for and vacuuming gym floors and vacuuming or like wiping people's sweat up. So like, is that a cool opportunity? Probably not. Like no one really wants to do that. But like, did it lead me to a fucking sick career? Yes. So that is proof in the pudding. Like start saying yes to things that, you know, you can see is going to potentially, if you work hard enough, lead you to a different opportunity. Like obviously you got to be a bit realistic. If it's a shit fucking opportunity and there's actually nothing that's going to benefit you, then great. Don't say yes. But I'm talking like we're talking, start saying yes to things that are potentially going to benefit you down the track. And if you don't know if it's going to benefit you down the track or not, fucking do it do it. I dare you come back to me in a couple of months when you've said yes to things that you never would have said yes to and tell me how they're going. And like, really, if it turns out to be shit, you just move on. You just go on to the next thing. Like what's, what's the harm in just saying yes, giving it a crack and then figuring it out after. It's either going to make you content or make you good content. I actually have heard this. It's my favorite saying. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Because, and like, um, there was another saying that I loved, which was, um, oh no, now I've forgotten. Oh no. It's, it's, um, it's all a part of the plan. Like it's all a part of the story. It's, it's all going to be a part of the story that say you have your own bloody, this is what I think about. If if I had my own documentary, right? (laughs) How conceited could I be? Oh my god! Um, okay, are if- we interrupting the manifestation? <laughs> <laughs> You're actually inconveniencing me. Um, but yeah, if I like say if I had a documentary, I would think about those like hiccups in the road as being like, oh well, I can just say it. Like I can just say this because I know that eventually it's going to lead to good things. Mm. Sorry about that interruption there. So everyone just knows my deep, dark, deep, dark secrets, which is I'm going to make my own documentary. <laughs> I'm going to be, I'm going to have my own biography. So, wow. <laughs> see, see you there. <laughs> All right. Our lucky last is going to be um, about relationships and friendships. Lucky for you guys, you get to meet two of my best mates coming on the podcast next week. So, yeah. Um, I'm really excited for this. My friends mean so much to me. I don't, I wouldn't say I have fuckloads of friends, but I definitely do have some really good groups of friends. Um, Friends are amazing. 
if you have great friends in your life. Um, relationships as well, like, you know, building relationships is so important to me specifically and, like, I'm sure to a lot of you. Um, so here are some tips that I found, I guess, growing up, like changing from school to like the real world was like a huge reality check. It was like, right, you don't have the same friends you have in school. And actually some of those friends are really fucking shit. So you really like, I really learned and I'm sure so many of you girls out there have learned the same thing. Like not friends aren't, some friends aren't always going to be in your life and that is okay. So like accepting that some friends are going to be in your life for a period of time and then they might not be in your life for another period of time. So um, number one is say goodbye to anyone who does not bring positive energy. I don't have, I honestly cannot think of one friend that I have in my life that is not a vibe. Like I'm just literally trying to think. I don't, I don't know. I'm definitely someone who is a little bit abrupt. So, you know, if, if you're not a vibe as in like, if you're bringing the situation down, Sophie's laughing at me because I'm going off on a bit, a bit of a tangent here. But if you, if you genuinely have people in your life that are bringing you down, if you dread going to hang out with this person, cause you're like, they're just going to judge me. They're just going to be mean. They're just going to say something, um, about what I want to talk to them about. And that ill, like yuck, get the fuck out. Sorry, but get out of my life. You are strong enough to say, no, I'm sorry. I cannot be friends with you or fuck. If you're not that abrupt, start like, you know, if start hanging out with them less, like that will 100% be a helper. Just start hanging out with them less, less and less and less until you just kind of have drifted apart. If you don't want to talk about it, some friends, like, don't get me wrong. Some of my, well, my two closest girlfriends, um, we talk a lot and we are very open and honest with each other, which is not a bad thing at all, but sometimes things can get heated. And then, um, yeah, we're very, we're very open about that. And, um, is that a good friend though? Because absolutely. Yeah. It shows that you care enough to, you know, Absolutely. Speak your mind. Exactly. You want and the like, best for them, right? Exactly. Do you know what? I There's nothing worse than someone who's like just a yes friend. Like a... Yeah, that's really pretty. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Is it? Yes. That was a trap. <laughs> My makeup does not look good right now. I've got purple lipstick on. Do not say it fucking looks pretty. I'm sorry. Don't. Um, <laughs> so, and that's actually also something like I hope you have friends that you are honest with and that you feel you can be honest with. Um because honesty is like an amazing thing. And this is in relationships as well. You know, you need to have honesty in relationships and friendships. And if you can't have honesty, mm, would be looking, I don't know. What do you think, Soph? Well, what's the point? Like, honestly, because if you, well, I'm being honest. <laughs> there you go. Tick. Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, I just, I wouldn't you got to think about what you actually want from a relationship, whether it's friendship or a romantic one. It's like, if you can't be who you are, which is what being honest is, Mm. then why do you want to be with that person? Yeah. It's false. It is false. Yeah. Yeah. It's not nice either. Like, um, the other thing, like I would probably 
suggest to do, which I um, like started, I guess this is still back in my 18, 19 year old days, was like actually listening to people. Um, being a friend means you need to listen. Like you need to actually listen to them rather than thinking about what you're going to say next or there might be a hidden agenda. Like, I don't know, you just need to stop and whatever your friend is telling you, you need to listen and actually hear them. I guess that's also the benefit of being honest as well, because then when you're being honest, then then comes the growth opportunity later. Like if you're being, this is what I think, and then they say, well, this is what I think, then it's like, oh, wow, I just leveled up because that's a, probably a better perspective to have. Whereas yeah. if you just said initially, oh, yeah, I think that's what they think and then just went along with it, you've not grown. No, no, So agreed. just do it selfishly, if nothing else. <laughs> do it for you, girl. <laughs> do it for you. Um, spend time with interesting people. This is a huge one. Um, I was like back in my back in my 18, 19 year old days, I had very select friends. I don't know why, um, but I guess I was like, this is my crew and no one else is coming in. And um, it's embarrassing. <laughs> Sorry. And I hope you are more open-minded to people, to new people. I have been in a crowd before, like it's literally only been this year, have been in a crowd before where I'm like, this is uncomfortable. Like no one is including me and they're not my friends. It was just that I was like at a gathering or an event um, based on this, but like fucking start opening up because like I love this because like I've met so many amazing, amazing people um, that again have led to great opportunities because I'm like open. I'm like, hey, how are you? No matter what you look like, no matter what you fucking sound like, no matter who you are, like start speaking to more people, start speaking to interesting people, you know, stop staying so close minded and so, uh, I guess, like a closed group. Stop having a close group. Let other people come into your group. Um, you know, obviously if you get along with them, but like, fuck, just like enjoy other people's company, you know, enjoy new people's company. There is fucking nothing worse than someone who's like the little starer that's like, you could not come into our group. Like this is our group and you're not invited. Like, wow, I would hate to be a friend of yours, genuinely. And again, that's probably something else that I had on my little list is gossiping is boring and people that are in your life that only bitch need to GTFO. They can get the fuck out. Thank you. Um, I actually fucking hate gossiping and I hate if like, Ooh, if I was to sit down with a group of friends and all we did was bitch, that would, that would send me up the fucking wall. I reckon. I don't know. I feel no, I do know actually. I know it would fucking send me up the wall because there is what honestly is that benefiting? What is that benefiting for you to be bitching and gossiping about other people? Fucking, you must have nothing going on in your life if you are doing that. Um, you, If you have mates that are like that and you're trying not to be like that, I would either suggest being honest and saying, yo, we need to stop talking about so like other people's lives as well. It's like gossiping and bitching is like a bit embarrassing because like you must have nothing else going on. You know, it's weird. It's real weird. Um, and again, like learning to like 
getting people out of your life is not easy. And especially like if you're in the middle of kind of like, I've got a friend that look like they're just not good for me. Um, how do I get them out of my life? It's either honest and say, look, you're really not like, because some people, some people actually don't know they're acting the way they're acting. Like my two girlfriends that we're really honest, like with each other, um, we have all had times where we've said to each other, pull your, pull your head in, you're acting like an idiot and either, you know, it's, well, we've actually just always learned from that. And like, if we didn't, if someone didn't call me out on my bullshit behavior as well, like one of my girlfriends didn't call me out on my bullshit behavior, then I probably would have just continued down the path that I was on. But sometimes you don't know. And so if you are a friend Um, I would be, you know, if you are a friend that, um, is hanging out with someone who, you know, you think they probably could benefit from you saying, Hey, like, let's stop bitching. Let's stop gossiping. Why don't you, you know, why don't you stop? Um, I don't know, getting involved in other people's businesses. Maybe that will help them, but it also could cause a huge like rift in your relationship. Is it riff or rift? I don't know. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> you guys be the deciders um instagram poll <laughs> just kidding we're not um yeah but it could like cause a huge divide in your friendship but i guess that is something that like a risk you have to run like you do have to run that risk of like um are these like if my friends can't take on my um i don't know like if my friends can't take on what i feel like you know i might say that has hurt my feelings it's nothing to do with them but it's hurt my feelings. They, they should be able to kind of take that on board and be like, okay, that actually hurt my friend's feelings. But sometimes like people are hectic, man, like people are loose with their friendships. Um, but I really value friendships. And if you're the same, I encourage you to be honest, to be open and just to be so loving and kind to, to each other. Like I've seen some girls that like kind of get off on like being mean to each other. It's a bit weird. Like, I really hope you're not in that kind of friendship group. Um, and my last, my final little dot point is learn boundaries and be okay to say no. This was one that I learned. Um, actually, having boundaries is really important. Um, I didn't actually realize that I needed to set certain boundaries with certain friends, but I did. And um, it's been actually the best thing that I could have possibly done for our friendship. Um, learning to say no as well. I'm sorry, I'm probably someone who, actually I'm definitely someone who kind of puts my like self on the back burner um, and will try and go to every event, try and make every single friend who has invited me somewhere on a Saturday and I'll just try and make it work. Um and, you know, I, I've learned over the last 12 months to say no to certain things. And it's not because I'm a bad friend and it's not because I, um, you know, don't want to be there. It's just that I, I can't. And, you know, I, I really, really want you, if you are someone who gets offended when someone says no, I need you to know that it's most likely not you, it's them and that they need to say no for a certain reason. And you need to respect that. Um, I've, I've been so guilty of someone saying no. And I'm like, Fuck, come on, surely you can. That's bullshit. You can, you don't, you know, you don't care for me enough, whatever. That's bullshit. Um, 
because the people that are actually in your life that do love and care for you, if they say no, you need to respect their wish and not G them up anymore. Um, even like drinking, for instance, if I'm like, no, I'm not drinking. Um, someone saying, oh, surely you can just have a couple. Surely you can, like what, what the fuck? Like this is, this was our weekend that we were meant to get super blind. I'm like, no, thank you. Um, you know, and it's definitely less and less now. Um, but like, I just remember feeling like shame and guilt towards me saying no. And that's unfair. That's really unfair. So if I can encourage you to do anything with your friends is when people say no, don't ask for a why just say, okay, no worries. Thank you so much for getting back to me or, you know, no worries at all. You don't have to pry some, um, you know, you might be comfortable with your friendships and, you know, most likely if someone does say no worries at all, they feel more inclined to actually tell you, well, it's actually just because of this, but you've been so accepting that I want to talk to you about it. Um, so yeah, but I've got, I've got really amazing friends and, um, relationships in my life that I'm so lucky to have, but it's not always been like that. And I've really worked hard over the last like three or four years to really make sure that my friends know that I love and care for them. Um, especially if you are a busy gal like me, you can't always go to every event. You can't always go to every birthday party. Um, and you know, I've had to sacrifice a lot of friendship and, um, relationship time to, you know, work or again, another 10, like to work on my 10 year goal over here. So, you know, you do have to be understanding as a friend. If someone is like trying to level up, if they're trying to benefit themselves, like you need to be a supporter. You need to be number one in their corner. Like, fuck, yes, you can do it. Like that is amazing. Um, rather than again, being like who I used to be when I was 18, 19 and being like, fuck, why are they winning at life? And I'm not. So start doing stuff for you and the good things come in. Guys, thank you for just being you. And genuinely, I appreciate, I appreciate every single one of you guys. Um, I am so lucky to be, um, here in this situation and being able to give you so much, um, We have some amazing guests coming up over the next couple of episodes, as we always do. Um, And yeah, I'm just, I'm very appreciative of all of you for listening and supporting me as well. Um, I hope I give to you guys um, as much as what you guys give to me. So I love you so much. Please don't forget to do a little like, subscribe, you know, rate and review, all of that, because that genuinely um, helps me out so much in my podcasting. So see you next week. Love ya.